Hello everyone, JP here. I hope this note finds you well. Summer is here and we will be taking a break. I will be focusing my time on researching and writing the book all about the last 8%. Um, We don't know the title. Roughly though, it will be looking at what does it mean to grow the skills to be better in the last 8%, to use those opportunities to transform ourselves, also transform our teams. What does it mean to build a last 8% culture? What does that mean exactly? In the meantime, we have chosen some favorite episodes from past seasons for your listening enjoyment. And because we want you to keep moving and listening. Why? Well, we know that mood follows movement. And so we have over 145 different episodes. Go back, listen to various ones, listen to them again. It's great for the repetition because there's a lot of good content there, but more so it's about building these habits. Uh, If you're interested in finding out what your predictable default behavior is, that is, what do you do? What's your pattern when you face a last 8%? Go to the show notes. You can take our quiz. Um, But most of all, you know, feel free to join our Facebook group and share everything with other folks. But most of all, have a wonderful summer and we will see you back real soon. Thanks so much. Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. In today's episode, did you know that there are three zones that we commonly live our life in? Are you aware of where you spend your time? Are you aware of the consequences of where you spend your time? In today's episode, we talk about the three zones. And we look at how our choice can affect and differentiate our career and even our organization's success. Excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. Out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as you are able. In the last 8% morning, we walk. We build the habit of movement and mindfulness and mental training so we can build the skills to be better in our more difficult moments, our last 8% situations, so we can do hard things. We can create the life, the career, the relationships, the teams, the organizations that we desire. This is the how of leadership, and it's so great to be with you today. So just start by feeling your feet on the ground. Life gets busy, and so it helps for us to stop the planning, the thinking 
the cognition and just arrive in this moment. And a great way to do that is to be in our body, in our breath. So just feel your belly rise and fall. And feel your feet on the ground. And we can move through our body by moving from belly rising and falling to different body parts. So just let me direct you. Feel your belly rise and fall and feel your legs and any sensations in your legs. Feel your belly rise and fall and feel your torso. Feel your belly rise and fall and feel the sensations in your hands. Belly rise and fall and feel your head and neck. Belly rise and fall and feel your eyes. And again, any sensations that are present. We don't practice to calm our mind. Mindfulness is a way to build awareness so that we can be aware of the thinking that oftentimes comes into our experience. We can start to see that ever-changing stimuli that we have in our lives of emotions and thinking and situations and we can start to see and form a different relationships to relationship to all of the different challenges and emotions and thoughts that we experience so we don't get hooked this is what allows us to be more resilient more gritty So now just feel your whole body from head to toe. Feel your belly rise and fall. And if your mind wanders, just note that it's wandered. And for a lot of times, people who are new to the practice, just to know that there's us and our thoughts, and they're two different things, that's a big insight. And that's something we can build on. So we can be more agile in our life. We can be more like water and move with the challenges and the change that life presents us. So just soften your hands. Relax your heart. And just be so grateful to be here. Stand tall, look around, feel grateful.
And let's move now to our idea of the day. You want to live a full life, have a great career, be an effective leader, help your team or organization thrive, build a family you can be proud of. But you face challenging situations such as significant change in your organization or having to deal with a difficult relationship. And you realize that you need to grow to meet these new challenges. As you are well aware, if you're a long-time listener, these are what we call last 8%. And so let's understand last 8%. And one way to think of it is as a zone, a zone that you can enter where, yes, things are more difficult, yes, where there's more on the line, and yes, where it can cause us anxiety and fear. And this last 8% zone, though it causes all of these things, it also brings other things with it. And it helps to understand the three zones. So there's three zones to think about. One is the comfort zone. You can think of this as concentric circles. Then there's the last 8% zone. And then there's the excessive risk zone. And everyone's three zones are going to be very personal to each person. So yours are going to be different than mine. And partially it's formed by our upbringing and our models and our beliefs and our personal preferences. For instance, I happen to be fortunate enough to have an ADHD brain. Now, not everyone thinks it's fortunate to have an ADHD brain. I do. But it brings many things. Um, and some more challenging, some more helpful at times. But one of the things is that it means that on average, I seek novel situations, whereas other people might find it more stressful when they're facing novel situations. There's nothing right or wrong about this. I'm not better because of this. I'm just different. And so I need to understand this just as you need to understand your preferences and your makeup and your models. Hence the importance of self-awareness to successfully navigating, entering into the last 8% zone. But it helps to understand each of these zones and how we navigate them so that we can be better at dealing with the change and the challenge and the difficult relationships that we all face. So let's start by understanding this comfort zone. The psychological definition of a comfort zone is a psychological state in which things feel familiar to a person and they are at ease and in control of their environment, experiencing low levels of anxiety and stress. And the comfort zone is a lovely place to be. After a busy, pressure-filled day, Engaging in a comfort zone activity can be a welcome break from our lives and be quite enjoyable. I, for one, am all for comfort and relaxing and enjoyment. But we work and live in the real world of change and challenge where things are not always so easy, always so comfortable where there are disruptions to our business, to our teams, to our families. And to be effective today requires us to exit the comfort zone. Not all of the time, 
but to know when we're in a comfort zone and the consequences of being in a comfort zone. Because I think it's probably pretty obvious, um, but what's interesting is we're finding out that if you spend more of your time just trying to stay comfortable, your comfort zone actually shrinks. It diminishes over time. So if we're in a career that does not challenge us, or if we're not careful as we age, then this zone shrinks and the things that didn't bother us before now starts to bother us. Think about it like in terms of change in an organization. It gets harder the longer we have been in a situation where we didn't need to change and grow. And now changing and growing is much harder. So the first zone is the comfort zone. And there's utility to being there some of the time. But there are consequences as well to being there too much. That zone shrinks. The second zone is the last 8% zone. And this is the zone that can scare us, can cause us anxiety. But it's also the zone where we get better and where learning takes place. When we move into the unknown, beyond what is familiar and safe, we have the opportunity to redefine our perception of what we are capable of. And I have to tell you, working with athletes, Olympic athletes, and when I coach coaches, this to me is the beautiful part when they can understand the last 8% zone and move into it, real growth occurs. So, you know, this area beyond the comfort zone is where for you, of course, real growth can occur. And I want you to think of the time when you were starting a new role or responsibility and were given a, a big challenge and you were struggling to understand a new concept. Think about that. And maybe it's like it felt, you know, anxiety-inducing. Of course it did. And while it was anxiety-inducing and nerve-wracking, it was also the time when you were probably stretched. And in retrospect, it brought huge benefits of increasing your capability, increasing your confidence, because you got through it and you realized what you were capable of. Because there's a lot at stake when we are able to be in this zone. Importantly, it's not just for us where growth can occur. It can be for our teams and organizations. It's in the last 8% zone where the exploration of new ideas and new ways of doing things come from. It's only by taking risks in this zone that we can come up with those new innovations or how we can serve clients better. A great example is the medical miracle that is COVID vaccines. Now, normally these take years to develop and test. But the organizations that stepped in to their last 8% zone, they were the ones who were able to see things differently, cut through red tape, and develop these vaccines not in you know years, but in several months. Not several years, several months you know, nine months to a year. How do they do that? Again, not by doing what they've always done and staying comfortable and staying in that zone where they know, but by going into the last 8% zone where it was fundamentally uncomfortable and anxiety-provoking and scary, but they pulled it off. 
it is in the last 8% where we have the greatest opportunity to differentiate our careers and our organizations. Because the truth is, is that everyone, all people, all organizations face their own last 8%. And most simply don't go there. They avoid. They put it off. And so the more willing you are to step into your last 8% zone, the more at ease you become in your life because the little things that can cause anxiety don't trouble you as much. You become more at ease with the things that are anxiety-inducing, and so you're more able to be there where you get those great benefits. So that's the second zone. The third zone is the excessive risk zone. What is that? Well, I sometimes get asked, asked, do we need to go all of the way to the end of the last 8% to be successful? You know, is that really what it means? And I would say, not necessarily. I mean, everything is situational. Because at the far reaches of the last 8% is where you get into the excessive risk zone. And this is a term, by the way, that comes from a Soviet psychologist, uh, Lev Vygotsky. That's in the 1930s, I believe. Um, And in this zone, this is where we might not have the skills to be effective there, where we can feel completely in over our head and we actually don't learn. Or maybe in a conversation, this is where there are reasons why, no, we should not be telling the other person every point we could say because it doesn't serve them or us. And so there is an excessive risk zone and we want to be mindful of that. And by the way, that's why with an athlete, you don't go from a a local community competition all the way up to a national championship because they're just in over their head. You have to gradually move out and, you know, increase that last 8% zone. You don't go jump straight to it. That's how you actually lose confidence. So what prevents us from moving outside our comfort zone into the last 8%? Really, I mean, there's a number of things, but probably two for today's episode I'll name. And one is the inability to manage the physiological responses like physical sensations of increased heart rate, sweating, etc. Because people, that causes them to feel uncomfortable and people don't want to feel uncomfortable. So it can be the physiological responses. It can also be the psychological reactions, the feelings of panic and fear that we feel. So that's number one. Number two is we can be afraid of how it will look on us if we take a risk in that zone and it backfires. It doesn't go well. We are so sensitive to this about how people view us. And both of these two can cause us to stay in our comfort zone, which, as you know, only causes that zone to shrink. And to be honest, you know, that's the work we're doing in this podcast and in all of our learning programs is helping people develop the skills of managing emotions so they can do hard things, so they can have those difficult conversations, they can make those difficult decisions cut through the red tape, do things differently, really tune into what their customer is asking for as opposed to what they think the customer is asking for. And what happens is that we get transformed when we're in this last 8% zone, right? We become the person we knew we were capable of being. We become the manager and the leader 
people would go through a wall for. We start to cut the red tape and make a big difference for society like the companies who have made these vaccines have done. We become the parent or the partner that our child or our partner deserves. This is what's possible when we get out of our comfort zone, we move into that zone of the last 8%. It is how we differentiate our career and our life, quite frankly. So taking a moment, let's move to our three by three. Feel the breath come right down into this body Three mindful breaths. Breathing in, calming this body. Breathing out, releasing tension. Fantastic. Now, gratitude. Think about somebody who you have helped. Think of the impact of your helping on them. Think of the gratitude that they feel for you. This is the receiving gratitude. So do that now. And it might feel artificial, but trust me, the more you do this, the more powerful it becomes. And now, your three goals. What do you want to get done today? What would make it a really productive day? The three big rocks. Fantastic. If you're getting something from this podcast, of course, please share it. People are struggling. Please share it with them. Subscribe if you have not subscribed. Make sure that you do not miss an episode. If you want to learn what your predictable default behavior is when you face a last 8%, there's a quiz in the show notes. Please go there. Join our Facebook group. Leave a review. That goes a long way to helping people find this podcast. That would We would appreciate that. And as I'm finishing, I want to finish with an Abraham Maslow quote. So just stand tall, look around, feel grateful. Think about how you're going to show up today. You're going to own your attitude. You're going to impact people in a way that when you look back, will make you proud because you'll have the impact you want to have on them. Abraham Maslow said, one can choose to go back toward safety or forward toward growth. Growth must be chosen again and again. Fear must be overcome again and again. One can choose to go back toward safety or forward toward growth. Growth must be chosen again and again. Fear must be overcome again and again. 
Have a wonderful day.